Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. not his first rodeo paul stanley nice to meet you nice to meet you too over zoom um i have to say my friend i have been doing this for 11 years now and you know you're one of the people i've always wanted to talk to and so to finally make it happen today is a great thrill and an honor and correct me if i'm wrong but have you been doing more press around this record than maybe you've ever done in your life because it seems to me like whenever kiss come to the uk it's kind of just preordained that I'm going to be talking to Gene. And I've had the the honor of talking to Gene many times now over the years. I love him. Uh, he's always just, you know, great company, great conversation. Um, but yeah, is this kind of the first time you've really delved headfirst into talking about your life and your music? And how have you found it, if so? Um, I think uh, the old adage is the squeaky wheel gets the oil. so i don't squeak as much (laughs) does anybody squeak as much as gene (laughs) um that's that's uh that's a good that's a question for the ages (laughs) but um certainly his personality makes him such that um um much of what he says um uh, uh would would um bring about or elicit a, um, a need for a uh, response or a clarification or to, to elaborate. So, um, you know, um, I, Gene does his thing and, and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always here. Well, I've been watching a lot of your interviews in the lead up to this chat. And I must say, you know, obviously your lifelong brothers and creative partners and dear friends, but there's very much a yin and a yang scenario with you two, I think. You couldn't be more different, really. And I think the thing with Gene is, as I said, I've spent many hours in his company. I absolutely love the guy. But I do think he's very misunderstood. And you know, he's probably the cause of a lot of that misunderstanding um, because he's unapologetically himself and he doesn't filter what he says. But I do know that from the times I've spent with him, and he's been nothing but a gentleman to, to me, beneath that caricature that he puts out to the world, is a really good man with a really good heart 
And I, I'd love, as we start this conversation off, to get a bit of an insight into your connection and the dynamic between you two and that relationship there, because it's obvious that love and respect flows, you know, undyingly both ways. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's no substitute for time and time is, is what builds, uh, real friendships and, and, um, family, if you will. Um, and that's what we've had. Um, you know, what Gene, um, puts out for the public and certainly initially uh, in response to um, questions or, or anything of that sort is, um, you know, I don't, I'm not here to analyze it, but some of it is, is a bit of a defense and, and um, some of it is much easier. It's much easier to have pat controversial, um, you know, um, statements that, that you can fall back on. But, um, Gene, Gene, in fact, is a terrific, great, wonderful guy. And, um, as close to me, closer now, I, I would say, um, than, than ever. Um, he's, uh, he does a lot of things that people don't realize. And, um, he takes care of hundreds, you know, of, of children, and uh, he's he's a, a a great person who cares a lot. Amen to that. He truly is, and I think when you get into that psyche and understand that the the intentions are pure, um, you know that the I think the true character shines through, and um, yeah, he's always been nothing but a gem. For me, um, so when you guys first meet, were you always different? And and when you get on the same page creatively and you start a group, did you both have a very similar vision for what you wanted Kiss to be starting out, or did it find its identity along the way? Um, interesting question. Let me let me just uh, uh, revert back to what we were saying. Uh, you know, if if anybody gets a chance to see uh, what was in the states on A and E. Here was the um, um, history. I think you get a much better sense of Gene, and and the idea really was. I said, you know, let let's let's let people see us. Let's humanize us somewhat, and um, you know, cut the crap. And and uh, I think both. I, I think it's a pretty good. Um, picture of the dynamics between the two of us and and also much more who he is um so as far as when we first met or early on um we were kids you know i i think when when you're 17 18 years old um you know you're lucky if you know how to tie your shoelaces you know it's it's uh um um gene was older than me about three years older and um, um, we were we were um, both bright, ambitious, um, driven, um, and talented. Um, and I found that um, to be something that. Um, was a huge plus um, that our personalities um, didn't quite gel. Gene was an only child, so the world revolved around Gene. That was and, always the way, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I uh, came from the family I came from, and uh, so the, there, there was a kind of like almost like when you you turn the the poles of a magnet. Uh, so that you can push them together, but they, they kind of like, they, they don't quite gel, but. It's good they, friction, isn't it? That's what that is. I think is it's the kind of friction you want in a creative relationship because it's yeah. the spark. Yeah. And um, I think we really pushed each other to be better. It, we were very, very, very competitive. Um but not in a way that um, 
uh, made us split, not in a way that made us not want to be around each other. Um, maybe that that's the difference between us and some other people is that that competitiveness was a plus. We saw that as a plus, not as a negative. And um, if he came in with something that I thought was really good, I wanted to top it and him much the same. We stole titles of songs. From each other. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, uh, I had a, in, in my book and titles and something I was going to work on was a, a song called Christine 16. Well, he stole it. Well, I also saw, you know, he had a, a, a title Black Diamond, which I went, oh, that's great. So um, neither one of us ever resented um, that. There was a camaraderie and, uh, and uh, I think we were kind of um, um, intrigued by each other. Uh, and um, probably for me, much more than him, I, I, I found a lot of the situations annoying, but um, I stayed, you know, and, and we, um, um, I do remember a time where he was, when we lost our uh, guitar player in, in Wicked Lester, and Gene said, I'm leaving, and I'm going to go back upstate and put a band together. And I went, well, I'm going with you, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was always aware that we were better off together, even if he at some point didn't, you know, I, I, I think Gene's MO was, you know, um, him, him and whatever he wanted to do and, and screw everyone else. But um, I wasn't going to let go of that. I think it's great as well when you can acknowledge ego aside that you have something that's greater than the sum of its parts, right? And it's about the greater good. And if you have something, you know, such as Kiss, this incredible institution of culture and art and entertainment, um, it is bigger than than you or Gene, certainly at this stage, isn't it? And so the acknowledgement and the recognition of that and just being able to even then have that foresight to go, no, we're onto something here. And whatever comes up along the way, let's work it out together because together we're stronger. Yeah, I think that um, um, in a band or in any situation um, where it, that involves uh, people and getting along, pragmatism is, is the key to it. You know, you have to be pragmatic and say, what is the goal here? You know, what what do i want out of this and um you'll you'll um, um compromise and modify what you're doing to reach that goal and certainly i i knew that um it was much more difficult for me to make it on my own and it was real lonely you know when everybody else is off at school or what what have you becoming doctors and and uh furthering their education and you know i'm i'm some kid who wants to become a rock star a musician you know what have you um it's it's a a, a lone battle and uh to find somebody else i i wasn't going to let him go i can attest to that because i'm a dj and i tour a lot with bands and so I'm always having the inner dialogue with myself of like, man, I would adore that camaraderie so much, the strength, the inspiration that it provides, the solace. But then the flip side of it is when you are on your own, you can kind of do what you want and march to the beat of your own drum. So I do think sometimes the grass is greener, but having been around both, you know, my own role and the people that I engage and tour with, it's definitely better to have a gang. It's way yeah. more, it's way more fun as well. Totally. It, it's, it's less lonely and you get to share things. Um, when, when a band is working properly and when, when the, when the pieces or, or the dynamics are right, it's, it's fabulous. It's, um, it's only when people have a distorted sense of who they are in the scheme of things 
and um, what role they play um, versus what role they want to play. That's, that's, you know, when, when you get into a problem, but when, when everybody is happy uh, and content with what they have and um, their role and their contribution, it's, it's fabulous. I mean, I, again, I have to say that the band as it is now and has been for probably 18 years or, or more, this is a joy, you know, um, we hang out, we go to dinner, we, um, we appreciate each other and, uh, it makes for a, a great, you know, a great time. Yeah, I think that's the advice that any young up-and-coming aspiring musician should take away is to appreciate your bandmates, isn't it? Because I think when people get ideas above their station and think, oh, I'm more, I'm worth more than these guys, you know, ego and insecurity in the mix of those two things and emotion, as you say sometimes, because obviously with Dusty Hill passing away the other day, you know, ZZ Top, I think perhaps the only, right, band that remained the original lineup for the entirety of, of their existence and i was trying to think of another band that hasn't succumbed to death or you know lineup shifts or fallouts and i don't think there's been another certainly not that's lasted 50 years has there it's such a rare thing totally and yet it's possible to retain um the essence of what made the band in the first place um um it it almost goes back to when i say you know we couldn't be here today had it not been for Peter and Ace, and we couldn't be here today if we still were with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, Billy Gibbons just said they're going to continue. Yeah. I mean, you know, because um, it's what Dusty would have wanted. He said, "Yeah, yeah." And look at look at a band like Yes. There is not a single member in Yes who was on the first album. And yet, do I think of them as a cover band? Not at all, because when life goes on and things evolve and life takes its course, people come and go. That's just the the natural, you know, way of things. So, is is the band that is yes today? Is that really yes? Sure. It it didn't it didn't come about yesterday. It's been a constant progression and evolution so the dna is there the um the foundation is there so whether it's them or you know uh, in the states probably more than there you look at a band like journey and you go well initially when when steve left the band you went well that's it i mean they they lost that voice that identifiable voice wrong um well queen is perhaps the greatest example of that right with adam lambert it's an incredible show and the spirit of that band remains the same and you thought nobody could replace freddie and nobody can but it's still queen isn't it and it's an amazing show exactly nobody should you know the the um the idea that um somebody would be up there you know with a you know, imitating Freddie, you know, um, somebody else can come in and contribute something that um, does honor and justice to the past, but moves forward. You know, that that's, that's why I'm, you know, people, people talk about Kiss and I go, look, I'm a big fan of what I've done, but um, are there other people out there who could do not mimic me, but do something that um, marches this forward um, and retains the identity? Yeah, I have to say, yeah. Look, all I am is a a um, a pot, a, a cauldron, what have you of all the people who influenced me. And um, so add me to that pot and someone else can can come along um, 
and and moved us forward. So I always find it strange when people go, well, yeah, well, you know, you can replace so-and-so and so-and-so, but you can't. And I go, wait a minute. That's not the case. That's really not the case. I, I know that there are people out there, if given the right situation, could march us forward without me. That's that pragmatism and humility coming into play there as well. Let me ask you this serious question to Paul Stanley, not Gene Simmons now. If the opportunity arose and has the conversation taken place that KISS could and, and perhaps would continue without you and Gene, is that a serious discussion that has taken place? And would you both support and you know push forward and champion that idea? Totally. Totally. Because we love it that much. And because um, we feel we built something that is worth continuing. Um, KISS to me over the years has proven itself to be an ideal, a, uh, a point of view, a way of presenting yourself, um, a way of presenting a show. And um, is, that, is that dependent upon the four original guys? Well, some people thought so, and they were 50% wrong as of now. So um, where it goes from here, I'm, I'm totally open. I'm total, totally open, and I would be proud to see it succeed and carry on without us. I love it. Already as well, what an amazing legacy. Um, you know, I, I interview so many bands of the 90s era who grew up on KISS, you know, whether it's Weezer, Rob Zombie, you know, the Melvins guys, obviously Nirvana, Dave, Kurt, obviously sadly no longer with us, Tom Morello, Rage Against the Machine, like an entire generation of American bands at least grew up on KISS and you guys were like the light bulb moment for so many of them. And you must be aware of that because you must have these guys come up to you all the time and say, you know, thank you. Already the legacy you've left for all time, you know, you must be so proud of that and you rightly should be. Very much so. Um, and it's not something, I'm not someone who wants to stand up and, and um, point to bands or, or performers or anyone who's been influenced, but I'm, I'm very proud of it. Um, I'd rather leave that to other people such as yourself. But yeah, um, we've done something that we believed in and we've gone against the grain and we've gone against what was considered cool or um, fashionable at any given moment. Um, and clearly it, it resonated with, with people. And um, that's, that's what's important is, is not that people want to mimic what you do, but are inspired by what you do. Yeah. That's where the diversity comes in. That's why, um, um, that's why, and I, I, I'll contradict myself because I'll mention um, some names. That's why a Garth Brooks can say, I remember the first time I met Garth at a show and he said, if you liked anything you saw here, it's because of you guys, you know, um, or, um, you know, the, the list goes on and on. And it doesn't mean that those people wanted to become junior kiss. It meant that they wanted to become who they are. So they got, they really caught on. They got the message. Who showed you that Paul? Because you guys, for me, are the embodiment of, as you say, blazing your own trail, going against the grain, you know, overcoming adversity, staying the course, all these things like this is an ideology and a culture that kiss embody. Um, and that's the inspiration that you've paid forward. But, you know, not, not musically speaking, I mean, in terms of that, whether it was a performer or, you know, a film or a band, was there a, a thing for you as a kid that showed you, you could be yourself and be original and follow your heart? Or was it a combination and a multitude of things? Um, 
For me, it was um, perhaps the inability to fall in line, <laughs> and, uh, accept um, the status quo. That's, that wasn't in my nature um, to, to follow the rules and, and this is how you do things. Um, um, I always thought there was a better way. I always thought there was, you know, I couldn't do that, but I also thought there, there's a, a better way out there. You know, um, I saw, I saw great, great bands. And although I never necessarily thought I could equal them, I used that as the, the, the bar that set the bar that I would reach for. And I also became aware that there's no shortage of people who are going to tell you what's impossible to do. And those are the people who failed or are afraid of you succeeding. Or so, afraid of failing themselves, right? They're too afraid to try themselves. Well, yeah. So, so if somebody is afraid to do something, they sure as hell don't want you to do it. So um, um, that's kind of what, what went into it. Um, my passion for music, um, you know, I saw Zeppelin in 69, and that was... Um, That'll do it. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, um, to this day, I, I can't wrap my head around what I saw. You know, the, the magic, the virtuosity, but the chemistry that that band had was off the charts. I still get chills like I just did when I, I think about that. Um, seeing Steve Marriott with Humble Pie, you know, there, there were moments that, that I saw that were, were pivotal for me. And then it was a matter of believing in myself enough to feel that I had something to offer and that I would be shortchanging myself in my life if I didn't fight for it. Um, you know, there, there have been many moments like that, you know, in America when we first saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, I was just this little fat kid who was deaf in one ear and um, couldn't play an instrument, but I saw that and I went, I can do that. Well, that's ridiculous. What do you mean you can do? You have to listen to that inner voice. It may not be easy to implement what, what you're, you're realizing, but knowing or feeling that you can do it, um, you, I've always felt that you follow that. Um, in 88, I was in the West End and I saw a Phantom of the Opera. Same thing happened. Um, there was a scene where I just went, I can do that. I know, I know the nerve that's getting touched there. Um, which doesn't necessarily make any sense, but it's that inner voice. And then if you commit to doing something, you're going to have to work your ass off to make it happen. Um, so it's just in my nature to, um, I'm not a quitter. And, um, you know, if something appeals to me, I don't care what anyone else says about my chances because your chances are not my chances. So if you're going to, if you're going to tell me what my chance of succeeding is, you're basically talking about yourself, yeah. you know, I'll find out. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, I saw um, Ice-T, who's always tweeting amazing, like, ice-cold facts and, you know, kind of like street knowledge and all these amazing, basically, like, pep talk inspirational quotes online he's one of my favorite people to follow on twitter and he posted something the other day saying you either quit or you keep going both hurt and that really stuck me because you know it is so hard sometimes in this game whatever you're doing to keep that hustle and that grind and that momentum going and it does really you know beats you down but i know i think i guess it's the same as what you're saying is if i was to ever even think about quitting that's going to hurt me way more so you've just got to keep going haven't you well, yeah, um, the, the other saying that's very much in keeping with that is it's not how many times you fall, it's how many times you get up. Yeah. You know, um, I have never, ever allowed anyone to decide when something is over or is ending. Certainly there have been a few times in the band where um, uh, the band was on shaky ground um in terms of perception um whether it was around creatures or the elder i just remember going nobody's going to tell me when this is over and it would it it really for me um uh, brings on the opposite if somebody tells me i'm the same that's that's when i start punching mm-hmm. you know um i'll show you kind of thing yeah it's like, you're not going to tell me, watch this, you know? And uh, I remember uh, a few critics around the time of, of Creatures um, saying, you know, how does it feel to be on like a sinking ship? Well, first of all, it, it's awful that anybody would say something like that because you're not a commodity. You're not an inanimate object. You're a human being. So just saying that was so offensive and my only my only response, whether verbally or, or emotionally, was nobody tells me when this is over. Watch this. I delved back and I checked out your first solo album from when you guys did the four before going into the Soul Station record because I wanted to kind of trace the evolution. And what was super interesting is that the soul is all over that album, so it's clearly always been there. Um, you know, what was the song I wrote down? Hold Me, Touch Me. I mean, that is pure soul right there. You know, ACDC are never putting out a song like that. Um, and so it's clear that that, you know, DNA is a part of who you are from the get-go. Um, but I bet initially there was still a lot of surprised people, perhaps in your own friendship circles and indeed the public, when you say I'm going to put out a soul record, was a lot of the initial response like, hey, come again. But, you know, in fact, it's kind of always the writing's on the wall, isn't it? It's always been there. Well, it's funny because um, forget about saying I'm going to put out a, an album. I'm going to go out and play. You know, that, way, be- way before a record was even on the cards, yeah. You know, that was, um, 
that was a head scratcher for a lot of people. And um, um, again, it, it, it um, look, soul music, be it um, Motown or Philly soul or going back to Sam Cooke and Jackie Wilson, um, that music is, is as much a cornerstone and as much in my foundation as hard British, you know, blues uh, or, you know, or, or folk music, uh, Dylan, Eric Anderson, um, you know, Phil Oaks. Um, it's as much as um, John Lee Hooker and Muddy Waters. I mean, for me, there's only been two kinds of music and that's good and bad. Yeah. So it's just got to have heart, hasn't it? If it's truthful, it comes from the heart. It's authentic and it sounds good. It can be so, anything. You know, um, to, to, to me, to, to say, oh, I, I only listen to, you know, fill in the blank. I only listen to jazz. Well, you know, that's like saying, well, I love pizza, so I'm going to eat pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. It's like you, it's, you're, you're not nourishing yourself. So... Um, my love of this music, I was lucky. I saw Otis Redding when I was a child. You did? Um, yeah, I wow. saw Otis. And, um, you know, I saw Solomon Burke and um, all that music. And then later when Smokey and the Miracles and all the Motown stuff happened and, and Philly Soul with uh, Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff writing and producing all this great music, that music is is really dear to me. So, um to put together a band to play music that let's face it for the, for the most part has been relegated at this point to, to being samples and rap tunes. Yeah. It couldn't be more out of step again, you know, going with that whole follow your heart thing that has been the theme of your life, making a soul record in 2021, like an authentic root soul record, as you say, not a kind of modern R and B take couldn't be less popular in the mainstream consciousness. Could it? But, um, I wanted to hear it. I want to hear that. You know, first and foremost, you have to do things because you want to. Of course. And you have to make those decisions. And that way, if something succeeds, you can take the lion's share of the credit. And if it fails, you can also say, I did what I wanted to. At so, least I tried. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, um, the band live is phenomenal. And everybody and has played with everyone from Natalie Cole and Whitney Houston to Buddy Rich to um, Pink, Christina Aguilera. You know, the list just goes on. So, and yet, and Smokey, and, and, uh, and yet everybody in the band goes, all I want to do is play, be in Soul Station, if I could do anything. And unfortunately, it's very difficult, particularly now, to go out there and play regularly. But um, for me, this is a, a big success. It's a big success because it sounds great. The reviews have been stellar. Um, I have, a, you know, um, people who I very much respect and, and have been inspired by. I have, you know, emails from Rod, from Rod Stewart, from Paul Rogers, from people who, you know, who, who really inspire me and who I respect immensely as, as vocalists and musicians. And everybody's just like, wow, this is, this is amazing. This is great. Well, so they're all guys that know that music inside and out as well and revere it as much as you do. So they wouldn't come to you with such high praise if they didn't truly believe it, would they? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was saying to Gene a few months ago, I said, I won, you know, whatever happens with the album, um, it sounds great. I love it. People who I respect, love it done. You know, anything past that is, you know, icing on the cake. And, um, I would be, um, dishonest to say, I, I would love it to have massive success. But um, I'm also a realist. Those, it's not those kind of times 
anymore. And uh, who cares? You know, I, I and I made some amazing friendships. You know, um, this is a band of great diversity, and um, we have this common love of this music, and it really is like a family. I mean, we're in touch with each other weekly. You know, we're, we're all you know texting each other, and and uh, so it couldn't be better. You know, life. Uh, my life is um, my life is great. Well, as somebody who grew up on all that music, and all of that music for me is as much a part of who I am as punk and metal and rock and roll and hip hop and everything else. And I honestly, like, even if you just done the covers, I would have been wowed and amazed at how authentic and pure and tight and just organic and beautiful the album sounds, and how well the players gel together, and how great your voice sounds. But the originals. Like the I do, I do. Is that the name of the song? I do. That song is. I, well, there's I do, and then there's I O I. I O I is the one I'm talking about in particular. That song is the best song on the whole album. And when I first heard it, I was trying to find who originally did that one. And I was like, yeah. oh, wow, this is one of the originals. It's such a beautiful, brilliant song. And as I said, yeah, even if it was just a covers record, I would have been impressed and, and would say, you've won, job done. But the fact that you've made original compositions that sit so seamlessly with these iconic all-time, you know, brilliant yeah. songs is such an achievement. Well, you know, again, it's not being immersed in that besides loving it, but being immersed in a situation with all those players, it wasn't a matter for me of, let me write in the style of dot, dot, dot. It was, let me just continue doing Soul Station. You know, yep. um, it wasn't putting on a different hat. It's just, I, I moved zone, uh, I moved zip cones, I, I zip codes. I, I moved uh, the area that, that uh, perhaps I was living in. Um, but those songs, you know, yes, I have to say, those songs are great and they're not, um, it's not karaoke. You know, the whole album is not, um, it's not um, trying to be something, it's being it. You know, you, you, you have to be in it. You can't, you can't, you can't be alongside of it. You have to be immersed in it and, um, Again, this music has, has always been so important to me that um, not only to, to be able to sing some of these classics, but also to, to contribute. You know, I, I found myself while we were working thinking, this band shouldn't just live in the past. This band should, and this music shouldn't just live in the past. We should take this music into the present and find its way into the future. So I wrote Save Me. And when that came out really well, I went, okay, I'll write another, and another, and another. And that's how we wound up. When we wound up with five of them, I said, that's it. But we've got nine classics. And um, again, you know, Otis Williams from The Temptations, Otis said to me, your version of just my imagination is as good as ours. Did he really? Well, yeah. Now, you know, I said to him, well, that didn't make my day. You know, that didn't make my week. I'll let you know how long that, you know, that, that, that stays with me. So um, I, th I think the fact that I think what comes across with, with Soul Station is beyond authenticity is genuine. You know, it's, it's not... Um, it has depth because the band believes what we're doing. You know, we, we, we're not, we're not suiting up to do this. We're not putting on an outfit that doesn't fit us. You know, this music comes from inside us. And I guess, you know, when kiss do call time, which is approaching rapidly. And I guess the reason why you are, going out on a high and ending that band when you are is just because of the 
the load literally from the costumes and the show the demand physically you can only do that at the top of your game up to a certain age but soul station you could be doing you know until you want to play no more is this a band you're going to take wherever you want to go once kiss has ran its course i have no no plans to stop soul station um i love it too much and i love the people too much and um um and it doesn't mean that i can't do something else in addition um um the end of kiss as a touring act isn't retirement you know um to me retirement um you retire when you die yeah that's retirement um life is about living and and, and creating so whether it's um music or art theater whatever it's you know or riding my bike whatever it is it's it's just you know it's just that's that's what life is i wanted to ask you about that as we approach the end of the conversation um because in this time when a lot of you know borders have been put up and everything's been shut down yeah a lot of people just went oh well that's it then you know life stopped i'm just going to sit indoors and watch netflix for a year and mm-hmm. for me as i've loved seeing with you life goes on and and you know it's not about going out there and being reckless and you know breaking the rules and all of that but you can still live and exist and thrive you just got to find new lanes and i loved seeing you posting all your cycling pictures all the time especially when you're there with your son too and i did just want to kind of get you know some insight into what your pandemic experience has been like because for me although it's been very challenging and everybody's had their own versions of of struggle I've really used this time to get to know myself and a few key people in my life um, and, and take the time really to enjoy intimacy with my family and my friends and just, you know, exercise, eat well, and just enjoy life because creating and producing and being busy is what I live for. And it's a rewarding and amazing thing, but it doesn't leave you a lot of time for just living, does it, when you're super busy all the time? And so quite a small part of me, but, you know, enough has enjoyed this time a lot for just that existing, being present in the moment and being grateful for what we have. Yeah, you know, um, perhaps it's overstated, but my mom used to say, nothing bad ever happens. And I would say, oh, mom, cut it out. You know, um, yes, the pandemic has been awful. And for some people, much more so than for others. You know, it's been it's meant the loss of loved ones, it's loss of income. Um, and yet, we have to find our freedom in, a, in whatever confined area we find ourselves in. It's important to find freedom. And um, I spent the first three months virtually in my house. I, was, I didn't go out. I didn't know, do you get this from touching somebody? Do you get it from, you know, so, um, and then venturing out, it became, okay, well, how, how do I reclaim some sort of autonomy, some sort of sense of, you know, having a free will? And um, I started riding a bike. I had seen people riding and I just thought, well, there it is. You know, the world may be shut. And um, we may be limited in what we can do, but I can go out and ride a bike and, you know, and have freedom, listen to music. And, and, and um, I think that, that that's important. And I, I, I also think that out of the pandemic, I would hope that people have come to realize how important we are to each other. Yeah. That really the, the key to everything is family and friends you know that that's that's the core that makes everything else at least for me and i i think for a lot of people it gives you a sense of solidness solidity um because you have core strength um like with your body in exercise you talk about core strength well i think emotionally core strength comes from the people you surround yourself with and the people you love. So I would hope that um, we all learn something about support from 
um, meeting each other and reaching out to each other um, during this time. Yeah, it's being emotional anchors for, for the people you love, isn't it? And, and you know, through your experience, through the extreme highs and, you know, the insane experience of being in a band like Kiss, family, first and foremost, I'm presuming for you, must have been something that grounded you in, in reality and in, in a, you know, a quality of, of, of life that would exist if Kiss went away tomorrow, right? And it's finding that richness within that. Yeah, and... and um hopefully we take something away from this horrible time and that's maybe a, a renewed sense of community and a renewed sense of the value of you know the people you love and and letting them know that they're appreciated stuff that sounds corny but it really um you know that that that's the basis for you know, um, a quality life. I'm all for corny, Paul. It's it's the stuff of life. Um, I could talk to you all day, and I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I knew that I would, and it's so nice to just feel a bit of your you know energy and kind of get to know you in the slight way that I've had the chance to in this time. And um, yeah, it's been a real joy, and I just can't you know congratulate and commend you enough on this Soul Station record. Um, it's something to be proud of for all time. And, you know, to update that canon in the way that you have as well is a true testament to your, you know, skill set and songwriting and, and passion and love for this music. Well, let's, let's not forget that passion and love can lead to success. And you are a, a, a um, example of that because to have a, a podcast that's as popular as yours is because you love what you're doing and it's reflective of a lot of people so um kudos to you What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.